Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. guys, this is Jill and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Kings podcast. So now we have seen, what is it, three preseason games and we've seen two really good ones and we had our first dud and I think the Kings very much needed that. I said that last night, I think the Kings needed a game like this because I think the biggest hurdle for them this coming season, I think I mentioned this on the last podcast, but how's this team going to handle adversity, right? We've seen them get into these long um, losing stretches, even during games, just individual games, not even, you know, a multi-game where they're playing poorly, but during a game when they're having an off shooting night, like, I mean, they were missing gimmies at the basket, right? Like right at the basket, which, you know, is not going to be a completely normal thing. And so on those nights when it just feels like there's something covering up you know, the hoop, the cylinder there, what what are you going to fall back on? Are you going to have your defense? Are you going to be able to stay composed? Um, are you going to be able to do the little things? And so one thing to me that stood out is this preseason, the Kings are actually leading the league. Um, I think it was actually Will Z that pulled these stats today, um, that the Kings are leading the league in deflections. And, you know, I, I don't, I doubt this is going to happen during the regular season. Um, if they end up being the leader in the regular season, hallelujah. But that would be a pretty drastic jump. But they're leading in preseason with 20, I think it was 23 and a half deflections or 23. And the Toronto Raptors led the NBA last season in deflections at 17. And so you're seeing some, you know, progress there. And the other part was that they were leading in getting down for the ball, right? The little things of of diving for the ball and loose ball scenarios, they're, they're coming away with them. And so we saw Jay Triano talking about the bell at practice and, you know, Ron wanting to reward guys for doing those little things. And so, you know, if those things can translate in the game that, you know, those, those can be game changers. I mean, they might seem small, but you know, if it's a close game, you know, one of those scenarios could end up being a game changing. And so, um, yeah, I, I think they very much needed to be kind of pushed back, right? They they had been the aggressor. And so no Keegan, we saw no KZ. And I know that was kind of being highlighted yesterday. Um, and I talked about this yesterday on Twitter where I said, I think it was just a simple scenario of they feel comfortable with KZ and they feel comfortable with Keegan. You could see that in the first two games. I think they wanted to throw Lyles and Metu and some other scenarios and see what happens because we have a lot of forwards now, right? Or at least, you know, you could say technically power forwards, um, depending on how Brown is going to, you know, play these guys. But you have kind of a redundancy now, which 
you know, I thought we'd never say of you have Casey, Keegan, Lyles, Metu, and Moneki. And so they're going to have to make some decisions. And I think to me, that one was just, okay, now it's between Lyles and Metu, you know, what's going to happen. And so to me, that's all that that was. And Brown kind of confirmed it today that he just wanted to look at the other guys, which makes total sense because he said going into Friday that he wanted to kind of show a little bit more of what he projected his normal rotation to be. Uh, we'll see if that actually happens because we're now hearing that, you know, um, Herder tweaked his ankle yesterday when he landed um, on the foot and that ended up getting the uh, flagrant foul. And so if they end up sitting him for precautionary reasons, then obviously then uh, you're going to have Monk moving up. And then uh, we saw Monucky spending some time with the uh, the starters today. So he very well could get thrown in there. Um, if they're not convinced yet on last um, last cuts. And so uh, to me, I wasn't too surprised on the cuts today. I know I saw some surprise by people, but I really didn't think that there was any guarantees for um, any of these vets or anybody coming in. Um, I thought, obviously, Cook has a better shot, but I thought Delhi um, actually handled running the offense a little bit better when he was playing. And uh, he surprised me with some of his, um, you know, we talked about those little thing plays where he saved the ball a couple times and, you know, and got that extra possession. But they also very much might not keep a third point guard. I know I mentioned this last podcast too, that Herder had had that, um, that opportunity when he was in Atlanta. And we saw Monk doing it a little bit yesterday during in-game. And so I could see them, you know, if they want to prioritize other guys, I could see um, them not keeping a third point guard and using it for using it for either somebody else because I mean, they could cut more than one person. Um, but I could see them using it um, for someone else if they wanted to keep Merrill because he is a shooter. Um, that could very well happen. Um you could see them try and go after guys that that have been dropped. I mean, to me, Isaiah Joe, I'd rather have him than any of the third possible point guards that we had at the roster at this point. He wasn't an option at the beginning, um, and now he is, or he could potentially be if the Kings put in a waiver. And so um, that would be a guy that I would take a shot at. His defense is there, and he just needs to kind of figure out a shot, but um, it's very much someone that I think could fit that what Mike Brown is looking for as a right as a third point guard and try and develop that. L- looking at the list of names of other guys that are, you know, have been let go so far, Maladon is another name of um, he was let go by OKC or he was traded from OKC to Houston and Houston um, dropped him, which people were kind of surprised about. But that's another young name, which I really liked coming out of the draft. Um, And it's the point where OKC just has so many young players at this point. Like, I get it. Um, But to me, that's another kind of guy to to test out and see if you can get something to stick. But I I mean, I'm all for these young guys that... um, if you can figure out how to develop them and get something out of it, um, whether they become something here or you can end up using them as a potential trade piece for someone that needs something. I mean, those are all options. And so um, I'm all about um, kind of trying to fit the rest of this timeline that that Monty's seemingly working up. So, yeah, I mean, if you can get something that sticks, um, why not try it? 
So that's another name out there that that I thought was uh, worthwhile looking at. I want Mike Brown to, regardless of my feelings, I want him to, at least I'm assuming he's working with money on this, pick the one you think that you're, that's going to fit whatever you're looking for, you know, the most. And so to me, I would love to see, I don't know if Delhi plan, you know, if he doesn't make it here, what his plans are, but um, to see something like Gerald Green did last year with Houston. He ended up being an assistant on their bench and you could have uh, Delhi be that um, play another player development coach where he's out there still practicing with players. So he's staying fresh and then he could very much kind of unretire and you could sign him to a roster spot. But last year, Gerald Green became an assistant with Houston. And then when, you know, we had all the the COVID numbers and stuff were going out again, he got back into the G League and tried to kind of see if he would get picked up anywhere. And so, you know, we're seeing it happen where you see Corey Brewer now is on the uh, New Orleans Pelicans bench. So if they do like Delhi as a fit, I think that's a way that you could keep him around if they were, if he was ever interested in and in moving into the coaching realm, I think that would be a cool really move is to keep him on there. And his voice is still there. He's still practicing with guys. He's still doing all that, but it's just another way to, to keep a guy around and see if he wants to transition to that. So there's that thought out there. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see, to see what these guys do. I you know, we've heard uh, Merrill has had a really good um, training camp. So, you know, maybe there's more likeness there that, than we know. Um, one thing I like about him when he's playing is he seems to not force anything. And I think that comes from playing with Milwaukee and then spending time with Memphis. Like he learned to kind of, he learned how to fit into his role and he doesn't try to play outside himself. Sometimes I think he might be, too unselfish and I like to see him a little bit more on the offensive side just because his shot is there but I also respect that he's not you know just going out there and throwing up bad shots either he he's at least trying to play within the offense and I didn't feel like he was getting the the first game he played he had some good defensive stops he wasn't getting taken advantage of I don't think and I didn't see everything last night to to really see how that went but I just I feel like that he hasn't done anything to me where I'm just like oh I mean, that there's no way that this guy um, could possibly get a spot. So if, if they were looking at getting rid of any of the forwards, I could understand them wanting to keep a guy who can shoot the ball and a guy who seemingly knows how to fit into a system and not play outside it. I thought Moneki showed he has some pretty cool Euro step moves on offense, but I really like his basketball awareness on the defensive side of the court. I was really impressed with that. He made, I don't know, what did he have? Three, four steals, I feel like. That, I mean, it was, I was just impressed. And I know he's playing, you know, against bench players. But to me, as a bench player, and then doing that against bench players, like, okay, you went out there and did what you're supposed to do. So I liked how he looked out there. Okay, listeners, it's time to talk a little bit about fantasy hoops. Do you remember who led you to Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rosier, and Mikhail Bridges before any other rank list? That's right. It was the Brewski 150, and you probably turned those huge wins into some cash, didn't you? Great. Well, the Brewski 150 is now available to all Fantasy Monthly members, including the extremely affordable Fantasy Pass at just $5.99 a month. Head to sportsethos.com to upgrade to a Fantasy Pass now 
and dominate your drafts. All right. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how Mike Brown works in the rotations for tomorrow. If everyone ends up being healthy, looks like Rashawn's back at practice. Keegan's back at practice. So we'll see if those guys are available tomorrow. But yeah, I'm just excited that we're, you know, we're that one step closer. And uh, I think that they're getting a lot of good tape this preseason so far between the good games and the bad games. Um, So to me, you want you want almost any kind of game in between and get as much tape as you can be able to work on as much stuff as you can before the season starts, because we know how um, limited practice time can be during the season. And so as much tape and stuff they can work on at this point, the better. Saw they were doing a lot of shooting drills today. Always good. They need to keep working on those free throw drills because they what they missed 11 yesterday, I believe it was. And you're playing a better team. You can <laughs> Kings fans know better than anyone. <laughs> you got to make your free throws. I know one of the hot topics right now is the whole KZ versus Keegan and who's starting, who's coming off the bench, how many minutes, yada, yada. I kind of want to look at it from a different point of view. I understand pretty much every side possible. I do think eventually Keegan's, you know, going to be the starter. I don't, I think it's pretty well known that regardless of if Keegan starts or not, he's the guy. Similar to if you're looking at a team like the Miami Heat. Obviously, the Kings are not the Miami Heat. But look what Tyler Hero just got paid. He is their sixth man. He is one of their five best players. But he's playing their sixth man off the bench. They can count on him and what he's going to give night in and night out, whether it be a starting, whether it be starting, whether it be coming off the bench. I don't think this is anything necessarily about Keegan needing to do more to earn it. I, I think that's that's more than happened. And I think, you know, Brown knows that. I don't think this is a, a Dave Yeager type situation, but I think it's part of Keegan's growing, right? And as Mike Brown said, he today, he knows what KZ can do and kind of can't do at this point. And if he's looking at someone to put in the starting lineup that just goes out there and does all the little things, this is not to say Keegan can't do that or won't ever do that. I think he just knows right now that he can go throw KZ on anyone from a point guard to almost a center at this point, it seems like, you know, depending on who their best player is. I mean, Miami Heat put KZ Akpala on Joel Embiid last year. I mean, they they did that. And so, you know, there were 21 games, I think, the Miami Heat had him playing last year. And it was really unfortunate that he got hurt because... The coaches, the players, everyone was raving about it, that they were so excited. He was finally healthy throughout the three years. He was finally getting to show what he could do. And then, you know, he got hurt again for the season and Miami needed that spot. And so it's unfortunate that that's how it played out there, but maybe that can be a blessing in disguise to the Kings, right? And so I think Mike Brown sees that in a similar situation that he can go throw KZ on anyone in there and he knows he's going to give he knows he's going to get that defensive intensity and maybe he feels like this team needs more defensive intensity at the start of the game than they need someone stretching the floor. Yes. It's putting a lot of pressure on Barnes and uh, Kevin to hit, to hit their threes, right. And De'Aaron to hit his threes, but he doesn't have to go and put him in there for a prolonged period. I mean, he could go in there for maybe just the first three to five minutes and, and see what happens. 
Now, maybe Keegan will start day one. I mean, maybe this was just he wanted to put Casey out there and see what happened. We saw Casey play with the bench last game, too. And I have to say, he looked good, just as good with the bench out there. And you got to see a little bit more uh, of his offensive freedom, you know, with the bench. And, you know, and I think offensively, it'll probably easier for him maybe to get a rhythm or something going, going against bench players. Um, that's one of the reasons I liked Keegan going against the bench, too, is that I felt like he was able to get a really good rhythm going. And then, you know, by the time Brown did slot him with the starters because he did during the game, which you assume was going to happen, Keegan was already, you know, in in the flow of things. And so, again, there's so many different ways that that one can look at this. But to me, if you can develop them correctly these could be two guys that end up starting in the future you could be looking at a um De'Aaron Fox Kevin Herter KZ Keegan and Sabonis lineup next year because we don't know what's going to happen with Barnes but if you if you continue to develop KZ and you know Keegan's going to eventually be the starter well I mean KZ could be a Barnes replacement eventually if he can figure it out and so um you know, I do think there's a lot of different ways you can go with this. I mean, Keegan's 22, KZ's 23. They're extremely young. To say any of them have any kind of ceiling is crazy. And so to me, you saw if you watched Miami games at all and you saw the ones that KZ was able to play while he was healthy, he was able to do everything that we would want him to be able to do here. And so if working with coaches that he's used to and if he's able to stay healthy, maybe you can find something there. And so to me, that's kind of what I'm more looking at is is the long term view rather than the short term. I know we're looking at right now. And so everything has to be looked at, you know, by a lot of people in this lens of right now. But I'm trying to kind of look at um, the future and all that. And regardless of what Mike Brown chooses, if the Kings end up winning and people are getting their minutes, why am I going to complain? For a fan of a team that doesn't get to see wins, if what Mike Brown does, whether I agree with it or not, if what he does by putting players in the situations that they're in, if it ends up in wins, hell yeah, right? Like, again, that's that's all I can ask for um, as a fan. And again, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, but I'm willing to see it play out and I'm, I'm trusting in Brown that, that, and his staff that, that they know, and they're going to put these guys in the best positions to succeed as, as individuals and as a team. And at the end of the day, that's, that's all I really care about. So again, I think that's it for today. We'll have a little bit more to talk about this weekend. We'll see if there's any more cuts, but I wanted to at least get a new, a new pot up with some first thoughts, you know, after, after these first cuts, just to see where we are. Um, and give you my thoughts on the preseason so far. But as always, thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you this weekend. Go Kings! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.